Hello everyone, welcome back to Jack and Bobby podcast, except Bobby isn't here because he had to go home, but I have my grandpa, Lillard, say say hi. Hi. So, I know you know a lot about ancestry. Yes. Um, so, how many people went on the Mayflower in our family? Four. The Francis Cook, his son John, William Winslow, and his wife, not William Winslow, Edward Winslow and his wife. Yeah. Um, what'd they do once they got to America? Well, Francis waited two years to bring his wife over and his other children, and then William Winslow, uh, I'm sorry, that's Edward Winslow, went on to become governor of the Plymouth, uh, they called it a plantation, Plymouth Colony, uh, three times. And he died fairly early in his life because he was on his way to Barbados to check on some land holdings down there. And he died on board a ship. And of course, as they usually do, they had a little service for him and threw him overboard. Was he, how much land did he have in Barbados? I'm not sure. I've never been able to verify how much land he had, but I know he had some land and he was growing sugar cane, I think. So I, I know I learned about Plymouth recently. Do you, do you think he was good at it? At, at what he did there? Yeah. I think Francis Cook was good at it. Francis Cook appeared in the uh, records of Plymouth Colony. By the way, Plymouth Colony is really Plymouth uh, County, and it's one of the longest, largest counties in the eastern part of America. Okay. And Francis Cook was a farmer, basically. His son was a farmer. And coincidentally, his his son, I believe it was John Cook with a C-O-O-K-E on the end. Uh, John Cook was the last of the original Mayflower pilgrims to die in, in the U.S. of A. And uh, like his father, Francis, he was a farmer. And Francis Cook uh, served on a lot of uh, juries and grand juries, things like that. Uh, but he was mostly kind of a nondescript type guy that went about his business, made money. Um, his son uh, followed in his uh, footsteps. His other son that he brought, his wife brought with him when she came over two years later, they followed uh, the same trend of farming. And um, but you know on the mayflower most people don't know this but in the first winter of 1620 most of the women uh perished they didn't make it and the reason why they perished is mostly because they were still on board the mayflower while the men were out scouting around the country trying to uh, find good places for land or hunting or whatever mm -hmm. and um the women were stuck on board the Mayflower, and if you ever have a chance to see a replica of the Mayflower, you'll say, oh my gosh, you can't stand up. A normal-sized man cannot stand up underneath the main deck of the Mayflower. Was it that small? It was very small, and I think over half the women died the first year. Jeez. And in, in England, uh, they said that uh, women weren't hardy enough to make the trip but that was uh, disproved uh, later on because a lot of women came to America. You bet they did.
that they did. And Jamestown also had, uh, was earlier in American history uh, settled uh, than the Mayflower crew that landed at Jamestown uh, or Plymouth Rock. And uh, they came to Jamestown in 1607, where the Plymouth people came on the Mayflower in 1620. There was a speedwell that arrived a year later, and then a year after that, another ship came that had more of our family on it than more of everybody's family. And there are literally thousands and thousands of people alive today that can trace their family to uh, some of those individuals on the Mayflower. So some people so if this thing ever gets popular that means that somebody watching is probably related to us could be very possible there's so many people i heard one time that the that a third of the world is related to genghis khan uh that could be um every place he conquered um he According to Mongol custom, he took a new wife in that area, and he had multiple children with each wife, and there's millions of people in the world today, mostly Mongolians and Chinese, that uh, trace to Genghis Khan, or as they say, Chinggis Khan. Yeah, I, I've heard both. I kind of just call him Genghis. If you ever go to Mongolia, which I have not, they have statue of him up there, but they actually don't know where Chinggis Khan died because when he died, uh, before he died, he instructed his soldiers to put his body on a horse and send a horse out into the uh, steeps, I guess they call it, of Mongolia. And um, so nobody's really sure where he died or where his body wound up. And yet they have monuments to him there and they're still looking for graves that they think they know where he was buried, but they're not sure. And sometimes the Mongolian government won't give permission to go into the area where they think he was buried because they call it sacred ground. Now, what I heard was that they buried him, but they, but everybody at the, you know, uh, funeral, they, they all had to kill themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's supposed to be true. And that's why nobody knows where he's actually buried. But there's also a story that said they put him on a horse, uh, tied him to a horse and sent him out into the uh, desert. And they don't know where he wound up. That's, I, yeah, I don't know why they would do that, though. I think that was a Mongolian custom. Oh. And Genghis, Genghis Khan was the most powerful man in Western Asia at the time. He had conquered more area than any place else. And he was so ruthless that uh, he would have, uh, he lived in a yurt, a Y-U-R-T. Yeah. And the Y-U-R-T, the yurt, was um, a place where they all lived. And it was made of uh, yak skin and other animal skins. How big do you think? that year was like i know i know yurts are like circle house that's right that's right i know but like all that was living there that it had to be pretty big well they would have different yurts for the um for the different soldiers um, oh, okay. and if uh, he came to a town in china uh that uh he was getting ready to attack the next morning he sent his people ahead and told them that uh either 
completely uh, give up and we'll come in and just uh, kill the officials, the mayor, if you will, or the leader of the uh, town. And if you don't do that, then we'll come in and kill everybody in the town except whoever we want to keep alive. So if he put up a white yurt, uh, if I remember right, the white yurt meant that the town officials had said, okay, we give up, we won't fight you. But if they said, nope, we're going to fight you, even though there were hundreds of thousands of Mongol soldiers, uh, if uh, Chinggis Khan put up a black yurt, that meant kill every man, woman, and child in that uh, city. And that's what he would do. Wow. So, can you tell me how many presidents I'm related to? You're related to every president except the current one, who is Donald J. Trump. And when I say you're related to him, um, somehow or the other, back in history, um, like say for instance, your 14th great-grandmother was the um, sister of James Madison. And of course, he was one of the early presidents. and. Um, uh, so we're not directly related to James Madison, except that we share uh, the, his sister and his father and mother, uh, our, our direct ancestors. So, but we relate to every single one of them, except Donald Trump. Why, why are we not related to Donald Trump? Is it just him or? They really haven't done much on his German, primarily German ancestry. And in the work that I've done, I can't find any connection at all to any of his people that lived in Germany with our people, some of whom lived in Germany. And uh, I just can't find a connection. Huh. I didn't know that he lived in Germany. I wouldn't assume that his accent being like, China, the China bears get me. I'm so surprised. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, oh, that doesn't really sound German to me. I think his grandfather came from Germany, but uh, George Washington, uh, for instance, um, you're related on both my side to George and to your grandmother's side on George. Your grandmother's actually closer to George than am I, but we're both related to George and George's parents and grandparents and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, so, I know there's a lot, but where do you think I am from? Like, what countries do you think I'm from? Almost all European, except for on both your mother's side and my side. Actually, that's the same person. I'm sorry. On your um, grandmother's side and my side, which is your grandfather, uh, you have Indian uh, blood on, on both sides, but otherwise you're mostly English, Irish, Scottish, Welsh, German, uh, Norwegian, um, wow. That's Italy, Sicily. So yeah, very, very heavy European. Very heavy. And it, if you think about it, there's one of you, two of your parents, four of your grandparents, eight of your great-grandparents, 16 of your great-great, 
32 of your third great grandparents, on and on and on. And if you go back, uh, say, 20 or 30 generations, there's millions of people in that family tree that goes all the way down to you today. Yeah. I heard something somewhere that says that there's over a hundred billion, like over time, there's been 140 billion people ever. I mean, it's a little hard to believe, but I, I bet like not as many billions. Well, if you think about it, we have between seven and eight billion people today. Yeah. And they had, there have been billions of people on this earth. Yeah. So how many, I'm not sure, but uh, for sure, uh, billions and billions, uh, more than 7.5 billion as there are today. Yeah. So, are there any like famous people? Like I know like back in like, well, when I mean famous, I mean like historically like known people from like you know egypt and greece time like that you you know what i mean yeah well we can't trace to egyptians or yeah, greeks yeah. but we can trace to somebody that lived in france and his family actually came from um norway and they were vikings and that was a guy they called william the conqueror and he uh attacked england in october which is now in october of 1066 and he they said that in a five-year period, the, if the English didn't completely bow down to him and recognize him as the new king of England, he would kill them. And they think that he was responsible for the deaths of 350,000 people. Wow, that's almost as worse as Hitler. Yes, but Hitler was in the millions. This was 350,000. Well, at the and, time, that was basically oh, like... Oh, it's huge. Huge percentage of the population of, of Europe. And the um, William uh, the Conqueror, uh, they know his father was a Duke of Normandy, which the Vikings took over that part of England. I'm sorry, that part of France. And they talked to the actually the French king and said, look, um, we'll stop uh, attacking your cities and your farms and your abbeys and churches and things and stealing everything and killing people if you'll give us part of the land of France. So that's how Normandy came about. Yeah. And his father was a Duke of Normandy and his mother was thought to be a scrub woman for the household of the of the Duke of Normandy, but I think it goes farther. Uh, she was more significant of a person than that. Uh, for your information, William the Conqueror had the Tower of London built, and that's a thousand years old almost. Don't and they still have it up? I say again. Don't they still have it up? Oh yeah, it's a very important uh, sight to see when you're in London. And uh, it's one of the big things to see, like uh, Windsor Castle, uh, Buckingham Palace, um, and the Tower of London. Those are the biggies. So I'm trying to think of places that would be pretty famous. I read, you know, a lot of kids at my school read about this this guy. And there there's this guy, he doesn't really share his name, or at least I haven't searched up or anything. He's called... Nathan Hale's Hazardous Tales. It's, you know, Nathan Hale. He was a spy back then. Yes. And. In the revolution. Yeah. So they 
so the story this all the comic stories that he makes they start out in in um where nathan hale was hanged mm-hmm. and they get hang, hung in manhattan or whatever it was wherever it was he was hung somewhere and there's like a what do they call it when somebody burns down something an arba arba um i'm not sure whatever Anyway. Oh, uh, arsonist. Arsonist. Yes. So an arsonist like burned down the city and then they were like, all right, we're going to hang this spy. And then so he actually got hanged. But in the stories, he tells a story. And and one of the stories was about the the Donner Reed party and how they they cut the, how they were going to California it's, it's like this really specific story and all that. Mm-hmm, I bet mm-hmm. you don't know any. I bet I don't. I don't know the stories. No. I, I thought I might tell it. Anyway, these they they go through. They, they you know the Oregon Trail, right? You go through mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all that. There was this place called the Hastings Cutoff, and you'd say four hundred miles or about a month. And so the difference was was that it was really like safe over there mm-hmm. up in the Oregon Trail and down in Hastings cut off it was super dangerous because of the Indians um, Americans, not or? because of the Indians but because of the rough uh, land and climate so at, at first in the summer they were doing fine they reached a salt lake they reached a salt lake desert or whatever it's called mm-hmm. and they keep going and going I haven't read the book in a while, but after a while, winter comes and they're up in the mountains. So most of the people die. And at the end of the book, they have like this whole thing of where it shows all the people that die. It's like so many, so many people died. Right. And long story short, they made it to California from Illinois. From Illinois, right. Um, They made it from Springfield. Springfield, Illinois. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was funny because um, the the character, the main character, James Reed, he was he was best friends with Abraham Lincoln, and mm-hmm. and Lincoln was like, "Well, I hope you guys have a good time. I'm gonna still work on my lawyer job," and they just went about. Little did they know that he was gonna be the president, one of the greatest too. Sure, absolutely, and. You know, the um, Oregon Trail also had um, an ancestor of yours that was a wagon master on the Oregon Trail. And he would come back and report how many people died along the way. And he said one year, he said cholera was so bad that uh, you, you could hardly go a mile without seeing at least one grave. And that must have been a lot of people that died because that's a thousand mile journey. Wow. You know, um, there was one place in Russia. This will be our final story. Okay. Um, there was one place in Russia. You know, you probably know what it is. It's the, it's called the Road of Bones. It's up from one, like, up in Siberia. And, it, and it's like this 100, 200, 300 mile road. They built it in World War something, too, I think. And I, my history's not great, but... So, okay. And a lot of people died on that road. And I'm pretty sure people still use it today. Was that going to Siberia? 
It was maybe? in Siberia. Oh, okay, so yeah, Siberia is very cold. I mean, you look at the uh, worldwide records for um, weather, and they'll be 50 below, 60 below, many times. All right, see you guys. We gotta go. Bye. Bye.